And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do some things for people. I'm going to do something. (laughs) What do you need? I'm Susanna. And I'm Audrey. And this is Everything is Copy. A podcast for dreamers and go-getters. Who also like to have a glass of wine and watch trashy reality TV from time to time. We're two copywriters who said peace out to our previous careers and publishing and teaching to do what we want for a living instead. And this is where we talk about, well, everything. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Everything is Copy. I'm Susanna. I am Audrey, and we are two tired girlies. We're recording this intro (laughs) at night. It's only 7.30 where I am. It's 9.30 where Suzanne is, and she is not done working. So, But I have a fat glass of – well, okay. It's my (laughs) second fat glass of wine, so I'm okay. I was going to say it didn't look like that heavy of a pour. Because it's mostly, like, gone now. Drained. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly drained. It's It's from my wink box, which is, like – could have been my loving this week actually but is yeah like, not my newest obsession but something I have been very happy with lately yeah I love wink we used to subscribe and I can't remember why we stopped I think when we moved at one point we were just like uh we had like paused enough months it was one of those where we were like oh we'll just cancel but I did love it and I feel like majority of the wines they always sent were really good yeah I don't I think I've had I've been doing it for like six months, seven months, and I think I've only had like one wine that I thought, "Mm, I hate this. And the rest of them have been pretty solid. So I do have that going going for me today. Everything else has gone to shit, but that is the bright side. (laughs) There we go. Well, okay. (laughs) Tell me what you're loving because I need some happiness today. (laughs) Um, I really had to dig deep again this week. I don't know why, like, I don't know why this is hard. I need to start again, keeping just like a running list in my phone. I was doing so good at that for a while. Cause I think of things I'm like, Oh, I'll remember that. And then I forget. So oh, anyway, so I do the same and I will literally forget something like within five minutes if I don't. Yes. Yes. And I had such good ones for every single category this yep. week that I forgot. So this is still a good one. It's actually <laughs> the opposite of wine though but we always have sparkling water in our house and I just time and time again have been proven or just realized that Topo Chico is the supreme sparkling water I feel like people who just I don't know maybe I've never tried it or a lot of people are just like they all taste the same whatever but I have like a ranking like Tobo Chico is the best, which is weird oh, because I usually like flavored, flavored sparkling water, but it's, I, we get the unflavored and it's different. I don't know what is so different it's, about it. It's like stronger it's because bubbles. It's like, yeah. It's super bubbly and it's very like crisp. Yes. And I it's, agree. yeah, it's just the most refreshing ever. Maybe the glass bottle makes a difference too, but if you like sparkling water. <laughs> I'm not trying to put Chico. Highly recommend. Um, it is so good. And so we just bought some this week because we were having tacos and we've both been sick. So John's not drinking right now, which I kind of secretly love because <laughs> I'm obviously not drinking. I'm like, I like this. Like you can have wine and we can just have our little Topo Chico together. Uh, I love the twist of lime one. 
Um, but I, I love the plain Topo Chica too. I also really love the grapefruit one. I yeah, there's grapefruit. Grapefruit's hard to find. I never see that here. I think that yeah. they have it more available in Texas, but one what of are the, you loving? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. A really quick. One of the saddest moments of my life was like last year or the year before when I got like a big 24 pack of Topo Chico, which is like $30. It is not. Yeah, they're expensive. Not That's cheap. the thing. And I was trying to carry all my groceries out of the store and I dropped the box of Topo Chico like in the parking lot and like eight of them just like shattered. And of course I was so embarrassed. Like when you drop something and you're like, I'm so embarrassed. And it was also like, it probably (laughs) was more like two years ago. It was like in the height of COVID when like everyone's wearing masks and like no one was about to come up and be like, I'll help you. So I like yeah. picked up the box and I'm like walking it to my car. It's like leaking sparkling water all over the parking lot. Was there glass everywhere? Yeah, but it was all, but it all like stayed in the box. Cause when I got home, I like, that sucks though. Oh my gosh. So sad. But I remember like really carefully opening it and like pulling out the safe topos and like <laughs> throwing the rest away. And I was like, this is a devastating day for that- me truly is that is so depressing I would cry Um, or I would have gone back in but I guess maybe not in the height of COVID times yeah and I was like what are are they just going to give me a new box because I was stupid and I dropped mine (laughs) they probably would have most grocery stores if you like if like if you drop eggs or something they'll they'll let you get new ones but Topo is different five dollar eggs versus thirty dollar yeah big box of Topo I don't know (sighs) well okay what I'm loving is it's called brown noise. And I also, I'm just going to like say I have a cold and I feel like everything I say sounds very sick. So I don't know if that sounded okay, but brown, brown noise, brown, so, <laughs> brown noise. So it's kind of like, like everyone's heard of white noise and pink noise mm-hmm. and like sounds to go to sleep, but brown noise is similar to that, but it's supposed to be like specific frequencies to help you sleep or help your brain like shut down. And a couple of months ago, I was really good at falling asleep with brown noise on Spotify. Like every night, I'll just turn it on like 30 minutes and go to sleep with it. And I have a hatch. So I always sleep with like rain noise on. There's just Mm -hmm. something about the brown noise and I haven't, Mm. I haven't used it in a while. Well, to make a long story short, Last night, my god friggin' apartment complex fire alarm went off again. The worst. It was like 2.55 a.m. this morning. And, of course, it's like one of those things that just like instantly elevates your cortisol. So I like took Holly downstairs, went outside. My apartment is like also so over it that I realized when I got downstairs that everyone was just like on their balconies. Like no one even bothered to come outside. But it it like (laughs) woke me up. Like, obviously, like, loud noise, air, like, have a dog. And when I went back upstairs, it took me, like, an hour and a half to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, okay, I cannot calm my brain down. Like, I was watching TikToks. I was, like, I could not. Like, TikTok I, is, like, the opposite of what I know. you need at that moment. But, like, all of my tired was gone. I just felt like I was rolling around and, like, it was really frustrating. So, I was, like, you know what? We're going to turn on brown noise. I haven't used it in a while. I was asleep within like three minutes. Whoa. It's just like, it's something about it. Just, especially if you're like an anxious thinker before bed. Mm-hmm. That's me. Like, <laughs> Yeah. There's something about it that just 
I don't know what it is. I mean, I guess it's literally the sound frequency that just kind of gets in the way of how is it different than white noise? Because we use white noise for Wally. I think it's I think it's like a different sound frequency. Yeah. It sounds like for whatever reason, brown sounds more soothing than white noise. And I have no idea why. It just in my head that sounds like that's how it would be. I know. And it looks like um, oh, okay. In essence, this is according to the internet, brown (laughs) noise is like has the familiar like white noise sounds, but it also has like it basically has like the lower frequency parts of it turned up and the high frequency parts of it turned down. So it's like similar but different. But that that's what I'm like. It's more like muted. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh well, why do they tell you to get white noise machines for your baby? That's like they like sell. That's like a whole market, like selling white noise for babies. I know. I know. And then like you hear like we have we keep our monitor turned up like one notch to hear if he like wakes up or whatever. Um, So we now sleep with his like his white noise comes through the speaker of the monitor. So we sleep with that in the back now. Yeah. I, I wonder know. if it would make a difference I heard about it on a podcast like probably six or so months ago and I remember them talking about how it's also supposed to help you focus it's Mm -hmm. like one so I don't know but according I'm also I'm just like googling this while we're talking (laughs) according to the New York Times um it it like got pretty popular earlier this summer and like ADHD communities like on TikTok I am also very ADD so that that tracks but yeah, yeah just supposed to help you focus, relieve stress and put you to sleep. So try it out. Okay. Well, I have to now find a brown noise machine so I can put it in Wally's room and then I can hear it through the speaker <laughs> and we can all sleep peacefully. Cause I have talked about this a million times, but I'm, I'm a terrible sleeper. And sometimes even when I'm like falling asleep reading and I just do the simple act of putting my Kindle like on the nightstand and turning off the light, I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm awake. Here we are. And then I'm just laying there for an hour. I'm like, what? I was just like, my eyes could not stay open anymore. What is going on? That's how I, that's how I felt last night. When I laid back down, I was like, I was so tired. I'm pretty sure that I was in like the deepest stages of sleep when that alarm went off too. But anyways, what are you learning this week? Us, we're always like, this is going to be quick. And then we spend 25 minutes talking about brown noise. (laughs) Noise frequencies. It tracks. Um, okay. I, once again, could not remember what I actually wanted to do for my learning. Also, like there's just like a lot of stuff happening right now, like that I will probably like unload at a later date. Nothing bad. I feel like that sounded very ominous, but just like, there's like a lot going on. I'm preparing for maternity leave, all this stuff. So I'm just like stressed. So I was asking John before we sat down to record this, I was like, what am I learning right now? How can I just like consolidate what I'm learning right now. And he, his response made me laugh. So I'll just share it. He said, I'm learning that I get styes when I'm stressed, which if anyone follows me, I know, cause I have a little one forming. It's nothing like the one of 2021. Wait, yes. 2021. That's last year. Yes. Literally never forget that. I will never forget that. If anyone followed me on Instagram last summer, or if you follow me now, I I made a highlight because it became such a huge thing where people were like messaging me, like, how's the sty? (laughs) Like I had to have it like surgically removed. Like suddenly I went into the eye doctor thinking they were going to give me like medicine and they, 
if you have cringiness towards anything medical, don't listen to this, but they flipped my eyelid and literally scraped the sty out. And it was oh. <laughs> very traumatizing as I watched the scrapey thing coming at my eye because your eyelids flipped. And anyways, it's, it was terrible, but I am like, I've just been really stressed the last few weeks and I felt another sty coming. I can tell this one is nowhere near that level, <laughs> but I just was like that. That was like, he thought of it so quickly. I was like, what? I guess that is what I'm learning. I get styes when I'm stressed. I so. love that for you. I don't think I've ever gotten one in my life. I didn't. I had never had one before that huge one last year. And then I got one more after that on my other eye that was nowhere near as bad as like the the monster. And then this is like terrible too. I think last week I talked about like a pimple. I'm just like disgusting, <laughs> I guess. You're like, I'm just literally falling apart. I'm falling apart. Um, but yeah, then, then there's this one that's in another time period. And it's also when I'm like really sleep deprived too, I've noticed. I think that's like yeah. when my skin gets bad too. And styes basically are like pimples just in your tear duct or your eyelid and they're yeah. not fun. That is so cute. <laughs> it's very beautiful. <laughs> what okay, are you well, learning? Um, My learning is a business learning. And this is something that I like really feel like we could do a whole episode about. Like I yes. need a lawyer to come talk about it. Sure. It is contracts. And I have, I am sure y'all remember if you listened to the episode of client horror stories, I had a <laughs> not so great contract <laughs> experience in March. And now I didn't have like a bad contract experience earlier this week, but I had another like situation where I was like, okay, I have got to strengthen my contract. And to be honest, I have a free contract that I got. I think I got it from copy hackers or something like that. If it wasn't copy hackers, it was like one of the other like copywriting. Yeah. I've been you think it. it would be good then. I mean, I know. And I thought and I'm sure it is good, but, but I think it's maybe good for like one-off projects and not like consistent retainer work. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, I sent my contract to one of my best friends who is a corporate lawyer and he responded and said, no offense, but your contract sucks. <laughs> I was like, I take no offense to this. It was literally free. I've been using it for like two years, but I think I am learning that I am at the point in my business where I can not afford to not have a rock solid contract. And I hate that I'm yeah. even saying that out loud because there have been so many times that I've written content for like my clients who are in the entrepreneurial space. And I have like written things that they've said about, you have to have a rock solid contract. An amazing contract. Yeah. And I'm, I just have never had one. And so I actually, because lawyers are expensive in that it are. takes a lot of money to, even if you buy like a lawyer created contract template that you then customize like those even go for like hundreds to thousands yeah, of dollars no, they it's do. insane and there's also a, a lot of them to choose from so yeah I actually asked earlier this week if anyone had like any recommendations for ones that they've used and Caitlin who's our guest on today's episode told me to look into creative law shop mm. um it's owned by a lawyer named Paige Hulse I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name Right. But I was looking at those and then I was looking at another, like a, a couple of other ones, but that's probably the one I'll go with. But I was like, you know what? It's a business expense. It's the end of the year. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's very likely time for me to just suck it up and get one. So that is what I'm learning. I'm learning that indeed you do need a good contract. Yeah. Indeed. Eventually like they, they do actually um make a difference. Yeah. I'm when pretty you- sure my contract is a Google, like I just Googled um like freelance writer contracts yeah. and I'm pretty sure I like, it was like a PDF that you couldn't just like copy and paste. So I typed it word for word, like side by side and in like a word doc and I've updated it myself for every single client ever since, which I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do. And like, I I shouldn't be probably admitting this out loud, but that's, (laughs) you know what? I'll, I've I've admitted far worse things, I think. I know. I think it's fine until like, it's not fine anymore. Yeah. And I... I'm just kind of like, okay, especially if like I'm doing a balance between these one-off works and retainer work. Like I, this, I mean, this is literally like my livelihood. I mean, it's yours, it's all of ours that are, that do this kind of work. And it's like, okay, it's time. So I think we should get a lawyer on the podcast to talk about. And I know you and I have both had to like push back sometimes and say like our contract says X, Y, Z. And if it, isn't truly like legit yeah. like and like we might think it is but and I've had people look it over too never a lawyer I maybe I should do that <laughs> um but like other people who like are familiar with like business stuff and like uh, nobody's ever said anything they're like yeah it looks good and so yeah. yeah it's just one of those things it's like so back burner until it's not I know and it's like I thought honestly like I mean I didn't think I had like an Ivy League contract, but I didn't think there was really anything wrong with it until he was like, oh, actually, your contract sucks. He should like, come on the podcast and like review our contracts, or maybe that's just a phone call we should have with him. We, well, we can, um, pay him. We can split it. I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this on the internet because it probably makes me sound like super unprofessional. So please don't judge me, everyone. But when I sent him, my, I don't think I told you this. When I sent him my contract, like, it's I think it's like four pages long and I went through like years ago and like updated all this stuff to like fit mine well I guess I missed a spot because at the very (laughs) very bottom of the contract it says something it's like under one of the clauses and it's like um this is bound in like the state of Utah I don't live in Utah I was so embarrassed (laughs) and of course I have that I have a clause like that too and it took me a long time to change it (laughs) to California of course he like instantly notices it and he's like Utah and I was like <laughs> oh so like there's literally nothing like it's just it needs to be fixed so anyways um yeah it's a no for me also but what is a no from you this week um oh gosh I'm torn between two oh okay I'm just gonna go with the stronger one okay. <laughs> or like the one where I have more opinions about it um, mine is like unsolicited. No, I, I hate the word unsolicited. It's just like people like spouting information or advice to you just because it's their own experience. experience. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't stand that. Like if it's not based in like actual research or data or like something you can tell me like this will make this actually will make a difference, not just because it made a difference in my own 
life or family. And I'm specifically talking about like parenting advice, but like, yeah, it's applicable to everything. Like, and I think it's such a human nature thing to want to help other people, but like, sometimes it's just like, just shut up. Like, yeah, I just like, don't like, I remember when I, so when we like weaned Wally from his pacifier a couple months ago, I was like sharing the experience because I thought it was going to be like way easier than it was. I shared about it on stories, which did open like myself up to feedback, which I totally get. Um, And a lot of the feedback was really, really helpful. And I was asking for it. But one person specifically told me that if you let your child cry for more than five minutes, it leads to brain damage. And I was like, oh, geez, please send me please send me like a, a like medical like peer reviewed research, peer reviewed research from like a, a legit medical journal. And I will listen to that. But I have read books about like parenting and like crying it out and all those things. And we never had to sleep train Wally, but we did have to let him cry or else we would have been in his room all night. Like we had to let him cry longer than five minutes. And guess what? He memorizes books in like two days. So yeah, so. I just was like, that's not like. A, it's not helpful for me to hear that right now when we're going through this hard transition and B, like, what's, what's the evidence? Like you, like you have nothing to back that up. has to be like, I'm saying this obviously is not apparent, but I feel like that has to be like the hardest part of being a mom, especially in, especially in like a day and age where it's like so easy for people to give you advice. Yes. And there's so much information out there. And I remember like when Wally was born, it was like both empowering to me and stressful to me. I was like, I can find out anything I need to know immediately, but there's also a hundred opinions about it. Like I need, I need just like the right answer and I need it quick and then I need to move on. Um, but you can easily like drown in information. And then when you add in like people, you know, with their own experiences and this is how I did it. It's like, Oh my gosh. Like I get it, but like, it is, it's going to be different for everyone. Like I swear, like when like my sister has kids or like my, some of my close friends have had kids, but like, I, at least I hope I haven't, I really try my hardest not to tell anyone how to do anything. I will share my experiences as like stories, but not as like, this is the way to do it because that's just not like, you can't do everything the same for like every family and every kid. It just doesn't make sense. So it is like, I'm like almost like having like PTSD of like those newborn months are like, so, so much change, so much going on. You're sleep deprived. You're like hormonal and emotional. And then there's all this stuff coming at you from both the internet and people, you know, and I'm almost just like feeling it preemptively right now. Like, uh, I need to like somehow, set up a way to like protect myself from that because it's already making me feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. So that's just my no this week. And, um, yeah. So what's your no? Well, my no is that I am a slut for the Sephora sale. I don't think you knew where that was going at first. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I'm a slut for the Sephora sale and I look forward to it every year, which to be honest, I'm a victim of my own marketing. Like 
or of like I'm a victim of marketing in itself because it's like straight yeah. up not that good of a sale, but whatever. Every I know, year, I, I feel like I haven't heard a ton about it. Isn't it over now? Well, by the time this it was over, out. yeah, it was over yesterday. And yeah, um, but one of the things that I ordered in my manic purchase purchases last week was this like product that I have really been wanting to try for a long time, and it was the Charlotte Tilbury contour wand. Have you ever heard of it? No. So it's like this squeezy little tube with like a foam like circle on the end of it. Does what's her name? Uh, Macy. No. What's the uh, podcast you love? Does she use that in her TikToks? Yes. Yes, she does. And like a ton of people, I think it like blew up on TikTok. So I was so excited. Okay. About this. She uses it all the time. And I, I always think it looks really cool. Well, Maybe I got a defective one, but I hate it. <laughs> I hate Why? it. I, I cannot figure out, like, I consider myself to be a decently smart human being. I cannot figure out how to squeeze enough product to, like, get it to come out of the foam at the end <laughs> of it. And I'm like, this was, like, $40. Like, <gasps> this should not – I know. I've actually – and I never return things. I'm also, like, one of my toxic traits. I'm just so lazy. Like, I very – like, when it comes to going to the post office or anything. Oh, I, I know. Same. Um, you can just, like, take things to the store you didn't like. So I actually think I'm going to return it. And I yeah, have – Yeah, do. That's a lot of money for one so, like, makeup product. It's, like, so disappointing. And yeah, I ordered the, like, highlight wand, which is kind of, like, blush – two and it hasn't come in yet so I'm gonna try that and see like did I get a defective of the other one or like do I just not like them yeah because when I've seen JC use it it seems very she just like I know pops it on there and then blends it I'm like oh my gosh that looks amazing I know so I'm like also the reviews on them are really split if you like read the reviews on Sephora it's either like I love this it's my holy grail or I can't get the product to come out. Like, this is so stupid. Oh, so, okay. That I feel like must I'm be an not, issue. Yeah, I feel like I'm not the only one. But that yeah. is my no for me. All my other Sephora sale purchases were um, a win. So, go me. What else did you get? Give us a quick, like, roundup. Because so, I've recently come back to Sephora. I, like, go between, like, being, like, a target for everything person. And then I'm like, wait, no, I need high quality or just, like, different and better. And I went into a Sephora recently. It was like the week before the sale, unfortunately, but um, I was just like, oh, like the marketing really did get me. I know. So I got a couple of like, including backups of my favorite concealer, which is the Kosas concealer, Mm. um, which is like a natural brand. I really love it. I have really dry skin and concealer is like the only thing I consistently wear every single day of my life, no matter what I'm doing. And this is like the only one I've been using it for like a year. The only one that doesn't like dry out under my skin. Yeah. Um, I like will have skin. to look that up because my oh, skin's dry too. So and good. concealer always makes my dry, my skin look drier. Oh, you need to try this one. It is yeah. like, it is so good. So I got that. I got a restock of my like go-to Clarins double serum, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before. I got, let's see, what else? What else did I get? Let's just look. I got that contour one that I don't really like. Um, I got, and I, I didn't really spend that much money. If I just sound like I'm saying a bunch of things, I really like didn't actually. Um, and then probably my <laughs> favorite probably my favorite thing that I got actually that could have been my loving is this balmy 
tint hydrating lip balm from Ilia. I feel very like middle of the road about most Ilia things. I do not love all of their products, but this is kind of like a chapstick ish, but maybe like a little leans a little more towards a lipstick feel. And it has like this really dewy color. I love that. Sort of that. I want to say I've tried that or I've just seen it somewhere. I really like it. I wore it today. Um, it just like makes you look a little more alive, but it doesn't make you feel like you have makeup. Oh, and then I also got some new setting spray that I haven't tried yet. So, so fine. Yeah. So I do love that. Um, but the wand is a no for me as of now. Yeah. Well, now I know not to buy it and I probably $40 would have been like, it it would have to really win me over (laughs) to. Well, I'll let you know if the blush works it's also birthday. very quick update before we introduce our guest my basil plant is still alive oh yay I meant to ask about that I know I asked you when I saw you we got to see each other in person um when was week. that a week ago yeah because yeah. we were both like very briefly overlapped being in Austin at the same time so we got the quickest yeah coffee where we actually both had tea because it was like <laughs> I know p.m and we we walked into this was actually kind of funny we walked into this like it was like a beer bar and a coffee bar. And there was an Austin FC watch party happening with like, there was probably a hundred people yeah. there in this tiny place and like people sitting on the ground to watch this game. Yep. And we both walked in, I guess Austin FC's colors are is, green, is green and white. And, white. Yeah. and we both had green sweatshirts on and we yeah. were like, we did not plan this. We're going to go sit outside care. and not watch this game. But and, we do not care. <laughs> but we fit right in. And I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, but anyways, speaking of, well, none of that, <laughs> um, we are, so I love that you excited. tried to tie that in. I, I, really I was like that. really trying to think on my toes and I was like, there is no way to tie <laughs> Austin FC to our amazing guest, Caitlin Parker, who is a copywriter. She's our first other copywriter that we've had on the show. And she is, this fantastic. isn't just, she's amazing this isn't just like a copywriting show this is we talk about like all things like business and scaling and she's just like so easy to talk to I was like she is the best so I loved our conversation and I know you guys will too and here she is Today, we're welcoming Caitlin Parker, fellow copywriter and the lead and founder behind her own incredible wine-inspired agency, Copy Uncorked. Her agency is geared toward helping modern brands and industry-leading creative entrepreneurs perfect their messaging, and she has the most gorgeous eye for aesthetics and design along with words, aka the trifecta. Caitlin runs Copy Uncorked from her stunning home office in Virginia Beach, where she lives with her husband and very cute dog Dodger, and is such an incredible follow for everything from wine wrecks and copy nerd things, we love her monthly newsletter, to home decor, style, and everything in between. We're so excited to dive in with Caitlin on everything from entrepreneurship to lifestyle, and we know you'll love her. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I love that. Like, Thanks. are you good copywriters? That was <laughs> such a good bio. <laughs> thank Couldn't you. Us. May or may not be known for writing the most excessive intros and we love to do it. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's like very a, on brand. A bonus to being a podcast guest. <laughs> Getting a revised bio. I'm into it. There you go. Um, so Caitlin, we always start this show with sharing something that we're loving, learning, and something that's a no for us from the week. So we wanted to hear what you are loving first this week. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny considering things that you said in my bio, but probably like trying to finally work on like a capsule wardrobe and actually preparing oh. for like holiday dressing. Like every single year, for some reason, I would always like put the coat or the boot that I wanted like on my Christmas list, you know, and then you're like waiting for it until yeah. Christmas. And then there's like all the events leading up to the holiday that like you wish you could wear it for. And so, so I true. Like, get in a fight with my closet, like you know, <laughs> during nights that you're supposed to be like having fun and excited to dress up and go out. And I would always be like, why didn't I like think of what I wanted to like wear to these occasions and like buy a new sweater or something, you know? So yeah. I'm trying this year to actually be like, okay, what like few investment pieces can I get and like rewear and mix up throughout the season and like be excited so to wear and yeah, keep the focus on the important things during You the have a really cute style too. What's like Thank your you. go-to places to shop? I've really been liking um, Mango lately. They Ooh, have I see same. ads for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so great. And the shipping is like insanely fast. Like it gets here in like Love a day it. or two. It's like free returns. They don't charge anything. And like price point is solid. The quality is good. So nice. I love Mango. Zara has been pretty great too. That's always good. Their sizing can be a little tricky. Iffy. You never really know. That's yeah. Like and they're too. Yeah. And they're Zara's online editorial imagery really just throws me for a loop every time. <laughs> Quite artistic. It's so all over the place. I you do have to like find a piece and like navigate from there. Like if you just like yeah. go to the Zara homepage, you're like, what am I even <laughs> yeah, where am It's I? like they make it hard for you to shop. It's like the opposite of what to do with website copy. Oh, totally. 100%. I saw yeah. a girl in a bathtub, like wearing a blazer and she's like laying in a bathtub. And I was like, this is supposed to do what to make me want to purchase this item? I'm they just go for, Don't they just go for excessiveness. Yeah. And yeah. I guess it works. Yeah. Okay. Very high fashion. And I guess slightly more approachable <laughs> prices. Price. Yeah. Price yeah. Point. Okay. Well, what are you learning this week? Um, learning. I feel like everything. I feel like I've had <laughs> I know. That, like number of years in business where all of a sudden you're like, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. I know nothing. <laughs> or you start like, we feel that on, we everything. feel that on a deep level right now too. Oh, thank just you. FYI. That makes so much better. I've been like <laughs> every day talking to our operations director, Hannah, who like, I'm going to like add like part-time therapist to her title or something. <laughs> just like, like, just all the decisions and like, do we need to redo this process? And do we need to like switch platforms? And do we need to add this in? And maybe we should redo that. And like something about like the five-year mark, it almost feels like everything just like breaks. <laughs> you yeah. have to like redo all of it. So we've well, been- and so much externally is changing between like social media yes. and processes and new platforms coming out. And like, you see like the shinier way that other people yes. are doing things. At least that's how I am. I'm like, yep. oh, this person's doing it this way. Maybe I need to be doing it that way. And then you get like comparison. Yeah. Confused. Yeah. And yeah, confused. All my world like moves so fast and like tools that used to not have a certain functionality, like now do, or you'll like mm -hmm. switch platforms. And then three months later, like they come out with what you needed because the competitor platform did. So then you're like, oh my gosh, we just did all that work. We didn't even have to do it. So yeah. there's, there are a lot of really like hard decisions to make, you know, but in terms of learning, I've been going through a, a time management course, even though I feel like I'm pretty good at managing my time. I feel like, um, 
I just try to do too many things. So it's more about like, how do I, <laughs> how do I just try to not do that much with my time kind of thing. Is it time genius? Yeah. By Marie okay. Forleo. Yeah. yeah. I've heard really good things about it. I haven't taken it, but, um, I've heard great things about it. Are you liking it? Yeah, I am. I'm still inside of module one. It's taking me a while to get <laughs> speaking of <laughs> you know, time, time management, <laughs> the time thing is a little bit tricky. Um, I'm also working through just some other like courses related to, um, like business structure and like, you know, pricing and profit margins. And like, as yeah. our team has grown, it's just getting to the point where you're like, like I've been making a lot of decisions, like winging it. Like, yeah, that'll work. We can, yeah. we can do that. And I'm starting to get like, okay, wait, no, I need to like <laughs> concretely yeah. know exactly what does make sense for us and right. what doesn't make sense for us. And, so. and like when you've, when all of us became copywriters, I don't think any of us originally like thought about all of this stuff. And right. then once no. you have to start thinking about it, you're like, okay, I just like to write. Totally. Yeah. And I and can I trust know. my gut on these decisions. Right. And then it's like a year down the line, you're like, wait a second, I might need some more like help making these decisions. Yeah. And it makes me realize like I got into writing so that I like would never have to do like math. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like staring at spreadsheets and just trying to figure out percentages, oh. numbers. And I'm like, why it doesn't compute? Doesn't compute. So we're <laughs> guessing. There, though. We're learning. <laughs> we we're learning. Relate. We relate heavily. Um, okay. And what's your no for the week then? Um, probably just like overwhelm. One of the things in time genius that she said, like the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from it so far is just like the mantra, I don't do overwhelm. And so I've been like feeling very overwhelmed with just this like time of year, some things that we're working yeah. on, on the education side, client work, team stuff. And so it's really easy. I feel like for like almost your nervous system to start like accelerating with all of those feelings and all the mental yes. chatter. And so I've been trying to actually just use that mantra to be like, I don't do overwhelm. Like there's a bunch of stuff going on around me, but I'm like, just not letting it mentally override. So, yeah. Um, oh my God. I need yeah. to, I need to do that too. You should have heard <laughs> the like tattooed on her forehead. Oh my, God. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. You should have heard the call, like the talk we were having while we were waiting in the Zoom room. It, I needed that. Oh, I don't God. do overwhelm. So yeah. I think just write that on a post it sees me too, but I have like different kind of overwhelm right now where it's like life and business is all becoming chaotic. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And family, did I, are you pregnant currently or was that? Yes. Yeah. That's we're due awesome. with our second baby in January. So, and our son will turn two in January. So it's just we'll a have lot. A toddler <laughs> newborn, which is great. We're so excited, yeah. but it's also like so much to wrap your head around, especially as a business owner. I'm like planning for maternity leave. I just have to say like planning for my first maternity leave was stressful. And Suzanne actually helped me a lot with that process. We like worked so far ahead. This time is so different. Like I don't have the time that I had before to work so far ahead. So I'm True. like, um, Ooh. I guess <laughs> I'm, I luckily have some awesome writers who I work with who are going to be like stepping in and helping with my client work. And I'm working ahead a little bit on some of it, but like, I just can't do it the same way that I did it before. So it's just all very new when I was like, yeah. I've done this before I should have this down but no yeah never I do never do <laughs> yeah adding another child is like you're literally duplicating what you yes. currently have it's like yeah compounding um the time issues and everything and it's funny too with time like, finance everything yes like, exactly oh. 
like for moms and having kids, like growing up, my dad would always talk about how, when it comes to making decisions, like you need the information available to be able to like make a good decision. So sometimes like when you're feeling indecisive, you just don't have enough information yet. And so I feel like that's why with like kids and motherhood, it's so hard because you're yeah. forced to make decisions, but you're like, I don't, I don't have anything to go off of. Like, yeah, you're I just literally learning as you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's crazy. And people can give you the most well-meaning advice, but they still haven't had like your exact experience. So like, yeah. it's hard to even apply some of that to your life. It's just like, I have, I- I can only figure this out by going through it. So yeah. anyways, this is not about me. <laughs> okay. But I'll take the therapy session any day because the Lord knows I need it. <laughs> therapy on the Everything is Copy Podcast. Yeah. Love literally. it. That's every week we're like, um, and we're just going to unload everything. Thank you listeners I love for that. listening. Honestly. <laughs> um, but we, okay. So we want to hear more about your like copywriting journey and like starting your business and how you got into us into this. So if you could just kind of share like the process, you said you're hitting that five-year mark, which congratulations, that's a huge huge milestone and a huge deal. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been really, really awesome. I feel like I just, the theme is just really like gratitude. I feel like we've grown so steadily and I couldn't be happier for all of that. And at the same time, it's been a lot of trying to manage capacity. And like, I heard Jen say in the last episode, um, where she's like a people pleaser and has a hard time saying no. And that is like me to a T and I just always, am like, yeah, we can do that. We can absolutely do that. Or like, totally, you know, is willing to just spend more time, more time to get it done. So that's been a tricky thing, but winding back to how I got into copywriting um, has been really special because I feel like it aligns with what we do for clients. Like we help them connect the dots of their story and what's going on in their business. And that for me was like finding copywriting, like I loved writing. I loved marketing. I was like enthralled with branding. I um, loved business, but like, I had no idea how all of those things like fit together, you know? And then I always had a personal blog, but I used to write about like running and health and fitness. And my yeah, yeah. And, like, this was like way before like style bloggers and influencers and stuff like that. Um, and then I studied English in college at UVA while I played uh division one field hockey. So that took up you know, so much of my time and was really hard to like get a journalism internship or like really anything that I wanted to do. So I kind of went down this sales path. My dad um, worked for Bacardi USA for like 20 something years and was always in beverage sales. And so sales was just, that was a world I knew. So my first job out of college was actually working for an IT staffing firm. Um, But looking back, it was so great because I feel like I got immediately like really good baseline understanding of just business. And we worked with a lot of like bigger corporate companies and you're learning about all different types of roles and how to recruit and hire and, you know, things like profit margins. And, um, so I learned a ton there, but ultimately the culture was just not for me and didn't love it. So I actually just made a complete 180 and started working for Lululemon. Um, my cousin was a regional manager for them and she was like, Hey, they're opening a store in Baltimore, which is where I was living at the time post, uh, college. And, um, it was just like what I needed, like after a really intense, like few years in college playing sports and then like going straight into a high pressured sales job. It was just like the best breath of fresh air. And, and Lululemon is like, so like in a cool way, intense about like goal setting, like we're going to be in five years, 10 years. And like, I remember I interviewed with them for a job and they did that. Like even in the interview, like write down your goals. And I was like, 
this is a weird interview, but like, I'm into it. Yeah, for sure. Like in every store, I, I don't know if they still do it actually, but you know, down like the hallway, kind of going into the back room, it was like all the employees have their, you know, one, five and 10 year goals up on the wall. And that was oh, just cool. a huge part of the culture. And like, it never felt like you were working retail, but I also helped open three stores with Lululemon. So I was like basically doing launching and marketing strategies without even knowing it. And like grassroots development with like building out our ambassadors, running photo shoots, writing all the social media copy, like getting the community excited and enrolled, planning grand opening parties. Like it was so much more than just like slinging pants on the retail floor, you know? Yeah. that was kind of my first introduction to like branding and copywriting because other girls on my team were always like, Caitlin, can you write this? Like you do the social media caption, like you're so clever or you're so witty or whatever. And, um, yeah, so I loved doing that. And then eventually decided to go back to grad school and I studied strategic communications. Um, I loved Lululemon, but they're a Canadian company. And so kind of transitioning from the retail to the corporate side, they really want you to go up through like store management and then, you know, to work in corporate, you kind of have to like live in Vancouver. And so I was like, you know what, I really do want to like get into like strictly writing and marketing. So I felt like going back to school was the best avenue to kind of do that pivot. And then while in grad school, they're like, let's introduce you to copywriting. And I was like, you know, it just was the biggest like light bulb. Holy crap. This all suddenly makes sense. So I was working for the university while um, going through grad school and helping, it was called the center for entrepreneurship. And so doing again, a lot of startup stuff, a lot of like copy adjacent (laughs) responsibilities. Like Mm -hmm. I love the name of y'all's podcast because it's so true. You just obviously realize how much copy is woven into like every single role. Um, And so while there, I just like had this inkling, I feel like God just put it on my heart to like start an LLC. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do some things for people. I'm going to do something. (laughs) What do you need? So I was like doing social media. I was like doing a little bit of branding. I was doing websites. I was writing blog posts. Like, Did you do like design too? Yeah, I was doing a little bit of design work, um, like helping with like create WordPress websites and, you know, stuff like that. And um, it it was originally called KVH Creative LLC, which is actually still my LLC name. And um, then I started, I left the university where I was doing my master's after I graduated and started working for a marketing agency. And I spent a little under two years, I think it was, um, as the content and brand manager. And that was like, I don't know, just a a quick indoctrination into like the agency world. And, Mm. um, that was a great culture. And I feel like really it, it kind of gave me confidence because I realized how, how much and how quickly I'd been able to grow on my own and how much I had kind of already, figured out that wasn't that different from like the agency world, you know, like Mm -hmm. we kind of like just that whole imposter syndrome thing you have in your head that like, you don't really know what you're doing. And so you think you need to go get all these other experiences. But I was like, wow, I really think I do have the ability to like do it on my own. So, Mm -hmm. um, so it's such a long story. That was around the time. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. same. I'm like, tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. So I still had KVH creative. I was doing that on the side, like literally taking my project connect calls at seven 30, eight o'clock in the morning while driving to my job to be there at like nine o'clock. And looking back, I'm like, clients never like thought that was weird that like my (laughs) seven 30 AM or like six o'clock at night. I mean, like through burning the candle at both ends and was just working really hard. And 
Um, I didn't feel super inspired to like go out on my own at that point. And it wasn't until after my husband and I uh, spent two weeks in France and on the plane on the way back from France, like the whole copy and court concept messaging came to me like, like written on a notebook on the plane. I I love that. Thank you. And so that was just like, that was it for me. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend the next six months planning out a rebrand. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to hire a designer. Like I'm going to do a brand shoot. I'm going to like create a kick-ass website. And I did that and went live with it all, put in my two weeks at, or I think it was two months. I think I gave like a two or three months <laughs> notice. You know what Very I mean? Very generous. Yeah. My role was pretty involved. So it like took some time to like train and roll off. And then we've really hit, hit the ground running kind of since then. And that was in the spring of 2019. The LLC started in 2016 full-time has been since May of 2019. So, oh my gosh. So did yeah. you start copy on as an agency format or did you start like as an independent copywriter? Yeah, I was independent. Um, I'm trying to think, I think I was probably within Definitely within six months that I brought on a VA and then probably within nine months that I brought on our first one or two like team writers um, who were kind of helping with like smaller projects to start with. And then uh, we continued to bring on other team writers. And then all of a sudden I just realized that we were operating as a micro agency model. I kind of stopped calling us like a studio or positioning it as a one woman shop and now refer to it as an agency. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how that like starts to happen and you're like, oh, yeah. what? Yeah, it it does. And just like, that's been the trickiest thing too. figuring out is just like the, I'm still on a lot of the projects. Like I'm on the calls, I'm the reviewer, you know? And so it's like trying totally. to not outpace my ability to do that and like make sure yeah. we're bringing on. So we hired a, a senior team writer this past year who's been, wonderful and we'll continue to be kind of transitioning into like being more of the overseer so that I can focus on the business the education side like that's just probably been the biggest learning this year too it's just like I can't be I can't have a number of projects myself I can't be on every project with a team writer and I can't play like CEO lead instructor (laughs) like yeah you know so even as like that more manager position like I think Susan and I have both learned this as hiring our own writers in the past year or two it's like you trust your team completely but you still want to oversee that and that still takes time it's not the same amount of time as doing everything yourself but it's still like more time than I think I ever expected um just because you want to make sure it's still the same caliber quality all of that and it usually yeah. is but like if there are small things to change like you want to see that before it goes to the client so that they're getting the best totally quality product so yeah. and there's just like little little things it's like okay well actually I would prefer it to be in this structure right and I would prefer it, it to be yeah. yeah like the way yeah. the headline is shaped or like just breaking it up a little bit more or mm-hmm. like paragraphs just slightly too long and you'd rather see it in two sections like yeah it's usually minor edits. And we've kind of even moved to like even projects that I have just myself. I usually bring in our senior team writer to then have her edit and oversee totally. it. So we've kind of moved into like and that's having- such a huge benefit. Like I found yeah. that too. I'm like, oh my gosh, it actually helps to have more eyes on this before handing it over to the paying client. Like it right. makes you feel more like this is an even better product that's going to them. Um, yep. Yeah. That's have so- you had any? Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go. 
have you had any like has it been hard at all for you to hand over responsibility or like push be able to be like okay next yeah I mean it has in some ways and I think a lot of it is like aligning what's happening internally with like public facing stuff so we're doing our first like team retreat this fall and we're gonna do a photo shoot in the past all brand photos have just been myself and our operations director and so part of that is just trying to really be further transparent with like clients and our audience of like not trying to have like me on every single thing. So that's their expectation Mm -hmm. when they come into the project. And then all of a sudden, like, they're like, wait, there's someone else writing here. You know what I mean? Like I'm really trying to position it. Like, no, anyone we've brought onto the team is because they're incredibly talented and valued and they're going to do a wonderful job. We have two people on your project. So I'm like wanting their faces to be seen and established like that trust layer with clients. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of been a slow transition because it has been hard for me in the interim to like, not be on calls or like not be on emails or not like have my hand like in the pot on every single project because yeah, I I don't want the client to like have an expectation and then be like, I didn't even, I didn't even talk to Caitlin the whole time. And, you know, maybe they don't even care. Like maybe some of that is just me thinking that they care, but um, so we've been working towards just establishing greater like trust in the agency of copy and court and it not just being so much myself. Yeah, I think it helps so much the name itself. I'm like thinking about my own like website, it's AudreyJulian.com. I'm like, hmm, that's going to be hard (laughs) to like remove myself from that in the future. And I think leading up to, I'm thinking about like leading up to my maternity leave and stuff. It, even though all my clients know that I work with writers and they help with things here and there, having someone else fully step in and take over is, it's really hard. And like, I, I trust everyone involved, but it's a matter of getting clients to trust everyone involved and um, my writers to feel like they know everything that they need to know. So it's just like all these moving parts and it is very complicated moving from one person to to multiple people, multi, multiple, very talented people, but it's just, it's, it's a big transition. So. Yeah. And um, I like what you said about like implementing transparency, because I had a call maybe like two months ago with a client I've had for a while and she knows I have a writer. And she had said, you know, I saw that X name was shared on this doc. Like, is she the one working on this right now? And I was like, I mean, she helps me with it sometimes. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, I did think it was you who was going to handle all of this. So please let me know if that's going to change. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) We had a similar instance because, you know, Google Docs has like tracked yeah. Changes sometimes or whatever. Too transparent. No, just kidding. Doesn't really makes our job a little tricky. But yeah, where that question has been raised before, and it's kind of like it just brought me a moment of pause. Like I was like, mm-hmm. oh wow, like we definitely were not hiding this, but I do see totally. where maybe this wasn't yeah broadcasted to you up front to make you feel really comfortable. So we've kind yeah, of same. like that's where like at the beginning I said I feel like we're reworking everything. It's like, now I'm looking at our proposal templates and I'm looking at the website and I'm looking at everywhere we're communicating to the client. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Where I'm like, are they aware of this? Like what is, what is their expectation and how can I just build in more and more comfort and trust? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Would you say that's been like the hardest part of your growth is like adding in team members or what, what do you think has been like the biggest challenge as you've grown as a company? Yeah, I think capacity issues with just the nature of what we do is so time intensive and like going back and forth between being like, 
let's come up with a service that's like super fast and like affordable and gets them what they want. And then being like day rates. Yeah. <laughs> and then being like, you know what? So hard. <laughs> it takes time and it costs money because it takes time. And we're working really hard on this for months at a time. Like it's literally consuming my brain when I'm walking the dog, when I'm showering, when I'm running errands, when I'm trying to sleep, like, I'm like, your project is what I'm thinking about. (laughs) I know. So I know that's, uh, I think been a tricky thing is just like not wanting to burn myself out, not wanting to burn the team out, wanting to say yes to people wanting to fit within their budget, but wanting to have the ceiling to be able to take our time and do really great work for them. And so I, that's when like the dreamer in me comes out that just like sees possibility Mm -hmm. in everything. And so decisions can be tricky because I'm like, I see the value in this, but then I also see the value in this. So I think that's, that's been a hard part of it. Yeah, totally. I can, I can agree on a smaller (laughs) scale as someone who hasn't been in business as long. It's like, oh my God, I think in other people's voices sometimes. I'm like, this isn't me. This is X client. And I'm like, uh, it's a lot to keep up with. It is. Well, um, you, we just think you seem like you have the best work-life balance, kind of like (laughs) parroting off of it and are always traveling or doing something fun on the weekends. Like how always have such fun weekends. I'm like, oh my God, I know like having you like FOMO. I I don't even know his life. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you like prioritize real life and make sure that you can step away from your business, like on the weekends, or if you want to go on a road trip or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like it's really not as glamorous as it looks in the sense of a, I true a ton of credit for all of that because it is mostly my husband. He's like the spontaneous one in the relationship who just like books the trip and needs to get away. And like, I am spontaneous when someone else kind of initiates it. Like I'm yeah. like, uh-huh. You're yeah, I love it. Let's go. Yeah. But I'm not always the one like booking the flight and booking the hotel. Like I jump on the bandwagon really <laughs> quick and I'm like, let's go. Um, so th- thankfully he's brought that to like our marriage and our relationship and trying to kind of like find balance. Um, and he likes driving like that clears his head so we can go on a road trip and he can drive and he needs that like decompression time. And then I can be working on my hotspot. Hot spot. Yeah. <laughs> like I put hours and hours on my hotspot. So like, that's again, where I'm just like, so grateful for this business that we have where he can be like, let's get away this weekend. And I'm like, great. And I'll be on my hotspot. And like, yep, that's something that I've kind of tried to trickle down to the team is like, I've been in roles before where it felt like leadership had freedom and you did not. And so I want it to be something that like my team members can be like, Hey, we had this opportunity to go do this super cool thing this like weekend. And like, we have Slack and we have WhatsApp and we have Mm -hmm. cell phones, you know what I mean? And just like trying to make it work. So for me, it always just comes down to like making sure the client is taken care of and that we're like upholding whatever we said we were going to do by when we said we were going to do it. Like I can't go on trips if it means like missing a pre-committed deadline kind of thing. So it's like, for me, I would like to get away and I would still rather stay at a hotel that weekend than be at a home, be at home. So I'm okay with, if that means like getting up in the morning and working a few hours before we go out and like explore or do different stuff. So I'm the same hiring to work in different places or like work from like a hotel coffee shop instead of like yeah four walls you're always in (laughs) yeah I actually always I always get better work done when I'm traveling as long as it's not something that I feel 
like pressured to have to be able to get it done by like noon. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. That little creative shakeup, I, I'm the same way. And I, yeah. the amount of time I spend on my hotspot is like alarming. Yeah. So I'm with I'm you. I, I need to try that, I guess. Cause John always drives for us too. I'm like, but well now with a toddler, usually I'm in the backseat trying to entertain him. So I don't know. That's break out my laptop, but that's actually like a good, a really good tip. It's pretty reliable. And for some reason I have like the bigger laptop, the 16 inch, because again, copywriters, we always need like a thousand docs. So much space. So much screen space. Yeah. Um, and I find that I kind of get car sick if I'm on my phone, but for some reason with like the laptop being heavier, a bigger screen, it's like more stable. I don't really get car sick. So I'm usually fine working for hours on the car. My problem is that my computer gets so hot and I was on a road trip in Utah like a couple weeks ago and I was working a decent amount of the trip and I'm like my computer is 110 degrees and it oh, sounds no. like it's about to my legs take off. off and like fly into the sky oh, so no. <laughs> love That's that hot spot was working overtime <laughs> yes I have like a charger that plugs into the cigarette outlet or whatever the lighter thing that um allows me to charge it on really long road trips. And that sometimes like makes a lot of noise and causes it yeah. to like overheat a little bit. But yeah. I mean, that's not to say that every single time we go on a trip, like I haven't figured out how to take some time away. Like we did oh, an yeah. anniversary trip in Mexico this summer and I worked really closely with Hannah uh, for like months and was like, okay, I am taking seven to eight days like off. And like, that was glorious. Like to just be yeah. able to, like, fully yeah. be unplugged and like have things assigned. So I feel like I strive to do that once or twice a year to take like a stretch of seven or so days where I am off. And then the rest of the time I'm like, let's travel as much as we can and I'll work through it because it's worth it for the experience. I love that. Totally. Um, when you are at home, what is your routine kind of like, like, what does your work from home routine look like? Are you like a morning work person or do you work like a typical, like nine to five, just at your home office like I love asking people this I know I love hearing about people's days gosh mine is like not (laughs) great (laughs) I am kind of that person who just like robotically like gets up goes straight to the coffee pot and then like sits at my desk and goes straight to emails and like (laughs) I try so hard to be like no I'm gonna have like quiet time I'm gonna read my bible I'm gonna journal I'm gonna like do a peloton ride but I'm just like not a morning person and I like need the coffee to wake up and like feel like I have the mental and emotional energy to process things like getting back to clients. And I try to get ahead of the team in the morning so that like, I've already either like told them what they need to be working on or like have their questions kind of answered before they even need to ask them type thing. So I tend to do that. I do try to make sure that I get dressed a, because I'm always on zoom calls. So like I try to do that. And then it's easier to like run out if I need to, or take the dog for a walk. If I'm not sitting in my pajamas all day and actually feel better. Um, and I typically work until about like five or six in the evening. That's usually when my husband comes home, he's an entrepreneur too. And often has like late meetings. He meets with clients in person. So on those days I may work a little bit later, but that's kind of been part of my like burnout prevention strategy is just realizing like I can be on my computer in the evening, but that's when I kind of switch to like online shopping and working on my like yeah. blog content or yeah. like uh, planning our next trip or just like doing fun things for me. Right. And I have to just kind of like unplug and zone out or watch Netflix or whatever. So, yeah. and then I work out when I can or play tennis. 
Oh yeah. I love that you play tennis. I totally like, that's like a goal in the next year for me is getting back into tennis. I used to play a little bit in high school and anytime. Oh, I that's do, awesome. Like, it's so fun. It's like it it's such a weirdly, like, I don't know. It seems like kind of a like random hobby, but I love that you do that. I am um, so annoying so cool. because I <laughs> have never played tennis or pickleball, but there's a little pickleball brand. Thing. I know, but there's a new brand Re- recess. Well, actually, I don't yes. know if yeah, their branding yeah. is impeccable to the so point good. where I want to buy some pickleball, pickleball. rackets and do it. Yeah, so, they just do that. Is it like tennis skirts? It's rackets. Yeah, it's, it's like, like rackets. So it's like the paddle things for yeah, like paddle paddle type things. And they just so have a collection with Leanne Ford, which who's like uh-huh. one of my favorite interior designers. And like their paddles were already cute. And then she just came in and I was the same way. Like <laughs> Where I play tennis, there's also pickleball and I've not even gone to play pickleball, but I'm like, I probably should get one of the most expensive paddles on the market. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just because. The yeah. 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 I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> so, funny. Um, so what is your Enneagram? Always like asking people this. A hard three, a three. Yeah, same. Three. <laughs> I feel like entrepreneurs are like same. almost, it's like 95% of the time they're a three. Yeah. Totally. I'm a rare six, but I think I have some, I, I go between like a six and a one. So, okay. And the one, one I feel like is kind of similar yeah. to three. Yeah. I am a, you're three. Oh, very much. So yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. What's your what wing? You? Um, a four. So like the individualist, which I definitely like sense come out when it comes to anything we do marketing related or like social media content. Like I, like tend to just go in the opposite direction when I feel yes. like something is trending, which cannot be beneficial to us. Sometimes I should probably just like get over it and, you know, no, do whatever's I popular. And- love your branding and your marketing. And I always Thank am just you. like, Oh, I always think that you're the way that you share like client work is refreshing and interesting, which is very hard to do. It's hard to share client projects and make them like interesting. Yeah. And like make other people want to like read about them. So I, I think whatever you're doing is really working. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. We, we spend a lot of time on like each post and I try to just like always do things differently. It's like, yeah, the individualist in me kind of like rebels against doing things a a prototypical way. And I feel like it always in a box. Yeah. It always just has to be like one or two layers. Yeah. Yeah. That are more unique or whatever. So yeah, I was in a, um, copy so I do some contract work for LTK and we were in a copy oh, yeah I saw yeah, that recently so fun it's so fun and we did like a copy inspiration meeting for like upcoming campaigns yeah. the other day and we had to pull copy inspiration from like all over the place and of course everyone else puts in like one like one slide and I have like five and one of them was um I also love Bayus, it's like my favorite and I didn't realize yes. that y'all had done like a slider about Bayus, and so I pulled mm-hmm. that out and I was like this is from a fellow copywriter please read this it's so cool and they were like oh wow and I was like yeah thank you I, I, she, I was like look we're 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 putting it in meetings but yeah I know I love that because it's You're- hard oh go ahead that's just like such a cool client I don't know where I saw that recently um that you had shared that you like write for LTK sometimes. And I was like, that's so, so fun. fun. Yeah. I feel like you just it's... have a really cool, diverse mix of clients. Thanks. She really does. She works yeah. with like all kinds of interesting, yeah. different brands. It keeps me, it keeps me busy, but like doing different <laughs> things. It's like a very, 
it's more retail focused copy. So it's not like you're having to reach into your brain and like pull out so much Super emotional creative. stuff yeah. or like get yeah. really creative. It's like, have fun. You're, yeah. 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 Like, Love that. Just encourage people to shop and that's uh, yeah, fun. pretty much. It's, it's <laughs> ruined me too. Like I did a bunch of comms for the Sephora sale and I had it in my head. Yeah. I was like, it goes live on blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to use this promo code and I'm going to shop. And I probably yeah. wouldn't have even like paid that much attention to it. Been so. aware. Totally. Yeah, it it's is dangerous. It, it really hit me so bad because like <sighs> the more that you spend on it, then they're just better targeted. And then mm-hmm. you're just like in a black hole. It's, it's very scary. <laughs> I swear working in marketing. I, and I don't know if it's the same with the two of you too. It has made me so much more susceptible to buying things if I feel like it's well marketed like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here for it yes I think just has us in a chokehold I think (laughs) I do too I think it does make us more susceptible to it I feel like in part that's why I bought time genius like like I said I was like I'm pretty good at time but I was like reading the sales page and it was just all so beautiful and I was like Mm -hmm. this is just so well done I just want to buy it because it's so well done yeah and you know seeing brands and stuff like that too. It's like, I want to purchase to just like applaud. I'm like, that was I know, was great. I'm going to buy it. That was just a really good ad. <laughs> I feel like, well, you mentioned at the top that you've t- you're taking like a few different courses. And I like that you are like, like pretty into continuing your mm-hmm. education in that way. What's like, what would you say is the best business or like in that realm? It doesn't need to be business. Like time genius is obviously time management, but it relates yeah. to business. What What's the best education or even like, business book maybe that you've read or something like that, that you've participated in? Yeah. I mean, I did all of the copy hacker stuff early on, like before I left the marketing agency that I was working at, I went through her program called 10 X freelance copywriter. And like, I think sometimes I forget that I went through that, but I'm like, that was the best foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because she just like told you all the client experience things to do, all of the just different ways to run your process as a copywriter. And so I went through that, which was just amazing. And then obviously anything by by copy hackers is incredible mm-hmm. for copywriters. And um, I've just been super impressed with everything Joanna Weeb does. But then for more like business structuring, I do really love uh, Shannon from The Social Bungalow. I mean, she's oh, just me too. wildly smart that sometimes I feel like I have to like rewind her videos and like re-listen. I'm like, wait, okay. Well, I need to like, I need to actually <laughs> like put away all the other tabs and just like yeah. focus on what you're saying here a little bit more. Um, so I have a few programs by social bungalow and thinkers are great. And it always just feels like super aligned and really helpful. So yeah. Yeah. I went to her coffee shop in Vegas Oh because yeah, we were in Vegas for like a day, which is where Audrey's from. So I was texting Audrey and I was like, what do I do? And she was like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I found, I was like Googling coffee shops. I was like, I have a couple meetings, guys, we're going to go to this one. And all my friends were like, okay. And of course we walk in and I was like, look, it's so beautiful. Look at this branding. Look at the the vibes. Like I'm here for it. They're like, okay, anyways, could you get on with it? Yeah. It looks so great. And it's so cool that her whole office is like upstairs above it. Like It's just really cool to see how certain people have grown and scaled in that direction and in kind of the brick and mortar space, like yeah, I'm very much a homebody, but it, it creates that tension of like, do I like working from home? Do I want a physical I space know. one day? You know? So it's, it's cool to just like see and learn from other people who are doing it and like that yeah. too. Yeah. I go back. And I go that too. Same. I go round and round. I joined a co-working space last year for 
one month because oh, I was yeah. like, actually, I know I, I belonged to it for literally 30 days. And I was I like, forgot mm, about that. actually, this place is not the vibe. <laughs> but if someone opens like a beautiful co-working space in Dallas, I would join it. And I'm yeah. like, I would love to have like a beautifully designed aesthetic workspace, but that I also love to sit here at my dining room table and it's just make so a coffee when I want and it's home yeah yeah it's so, so convenient. convenient and time saving like I just yes. think about like you know taking your coffee to go in the morning if you're rushing and then packing mm-hmm. up some lunch or the money that you spend going out to lunch every day like commute fully getting dressed every single I day versus commuting like, to an office yeah, yeah. it just was like that part alone like even outside of like the job itself that part alone was so draining to like my personality yeah which yeah. I feel like is very apparent that I'm in the right place probably <laughs> yeah I know I'm and not and not to spend like a, a bunch of time talking about workspaces but this morning I just I got up really early I needed to finish like a homepage for a client so I was at a coffee shop at 7 30 and like on the way there I was like okay this is two miles from my apartment and I am sitting in traffic. I don't know how people do this every day. Oh. Like this is just making me mad. I so know. that's why I like to work from home. Yeah. yeah. So I agree. I'm here with both of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Caitlin. So we always wrap up with a bunch of rapid fire questions. So we are just gonna jump into those, which is, is actually perfect. The first one is what is your coffee order? Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, lately I've been getting just a latte with oat milk and two pumps of vanilla. Oh, there yeah. you go. Classic. Simple. Yeah. Delicious. What is an unpopular opinion you strongly hold? Oof. Um, an unpopular opinion that I strongly hold. Um, it's a loaded question. It's kind of hard. I know it is like <laughs> the, probably the hardest one to think of on the spot. Oh gosh. I know. I'm like, in what realm <laughs> do I I know you can go business, you can go like non-business real life. I don't know. I it's it's hard. Like I would say maybe like that slow growth is okay. Like I don't know. There's just so much growth talk online and I feel like it really stresses you out and you can kind of like force to make decisions that don't really agree with or align with, or like, then you end up wanting to change things. And I feel like you end up just going circle, like going around in circles in your business. So it's like, just maybe be okay with like sitting back a little bit and just waiting. You know, Jen kind of not to make this a non-rapid fire. (laughs) No, no, I have more to say. Surprisingly, Um, Jen kind of has talked about that too. And I think she mentioned it on the podcast too. She's like, I could go like a lot of people are saying like, I should be creating courses and like teaching mm. people how to do what I do, but I don't want to do that. And so I'm doing this other direction and yeah. she's like, I could grow and like reach all these different milestones, but I just don't want that. And I think that's so important to listen to what you actually want versus what everyone else is saying, what you should do. And I feel that way too. I'm like, mm-hmm. everyone's screaming, like you have to reach this next level, next level. I'm like, I'm good. Like I'm good where I'm at. Like there are things I want to improve, but like yeah, it doesn't need to be like, like you become a cajillionaire by the time you're 35. Like that's not yeah. everyone's goal. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Okay. If you could do anything else for your career than what you currently do, what would it be? Um, probably something with like, just design aesthetic planning. I don't know. Lately I've been like, like, I wouldn't say that I'm like, um, 
fashionista or interior designer, but like something in the middle. Like I really love helping people just with like all of it, whether it's like packing for a trip or just like re-renovating a room or just yeah. like bringing a lot of different aspects styling, of organization, and styling yeah. and yeah, organization, just like, I don't know, some of it could even be a little bit of like on the branding side still, but um, yeah, yeah, I think a mix of all of that and probably getting back into just writing for myself more. It's hard when you're writing and what an copy, idea. like kind of like skirts your brain a little bit to like punchier, shorter form. So then you, when you go to like longer form, you're all of a sudden like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Um, who's your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush. Um, I don't know that I would say he's like my celebrity crush, but I've always just loved Matthew McConaughey. Like oh, yeah. in 10 days just is like the best, you know, I don't think you can yeah. go wrong, but, um, yeah. His That's voice too is just like I, I want to get his book on Audible just to hear him read it. Like I've heard yes. it's a magical experience. His know, character it's... and like personality is hilarious. We like use him as yeah. an example in one of our brand voice courses to just like share his cadence and like yeah. he uses alliteration and just like showing how that could look in writing kind of thing. Oh, so, that's so smart. It's yeah. so hard yeah. for me to go have gone to AM when he went to <laughs> UT yeah. and like He's teaches there. Guy. I'm oh, like, yeah. Does he I'm like, I wish you. I did not. Know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he does <laughs> like, but... yeah. I don't know if it's like every semester, but he, I ha- I know a couple people who have taken his course that like fills up like, and I'm like, God, oh, yeah. no one cool yeah, went to A&M. No yeah. one cool <laughs> went there besides freaking Johnny Manziel. So <laughs> is he cool though? <laughs> no, he's a loser. Okay. Next. Okay. What we have to ask you this because copy uncorked. What is your favorite wine? Um, you could go varietal or like full like winery. Either way. I really like cab. Like I try to stray and then I'm like, why is this not as full bodied? Or like, why yeah. is this so thin? Or why does it taste like cherries? Like I just yeah. <laughs> love cab. I tend to yeah. like new world wines a little bit better. They just are a little bit jammier tasting than like herbal leatherier you know more like floral type thing so anything napa sonoma paso robles like i really just love california cabs so love it come visit i live in sonoma county so come. oh my gosh i did not realize that that's amazing we've lived here not super three years now but um you would probably also like zinfandel that's like a really Mm. jammy big red and it's like it's similar ish to cab, but I feel like even like jammier. Yeah. So yeah. if you like a big cab, you'd probably like a person. Oh, I also sure. love a good Sonoma wine. I have decided that in the last <laughs> yeah. six months. Susanna um, came yeah. to visit over the summer and it was so much fun. And I was pregnant at the time, That's but hadn't was. announced yet. So I, but was, I was her wine tasting. <laughs> and I was like, just like enjoying through her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vicariously. Uh, or yeah. natural wine. That's been a good way to like get me off of the cab kick because it's like so different enough that I can like yeah. appreciate it because it's really unique. So yeah. natural yeah. wine or a cab. Love. Love it. Um what do you think is the most attractive quality in a person? Um I really love when people are like uh like interested in other people, like when they just are really good at being like a listener or just like, um, asking questions and being reciprocal. Like, I just love people who are like open and like inquisitive and just like 
That's yeah. such a good one. And really yeah. underrated. Like, I feel like people are so distracted now. Yeah. Look at me. I like have something to say to every one of your answers. <laughs> okay. We're going to keep moving. I'm glad they're what's, thought provoking. <laughs> what's the best book you've read or TV show you've watched recently? Um, gosh, we've watched so many TV shows recently and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I love Cobra Kai. Like, I don't know what Ooh. it is, karate TV show or whatever. I- yeah I just have a weird I just like I think my in-laws really like that show I'm trying to remember somebody has recommended that I'm pretty sure it's them it's like well written it's good casting it's just funny it takes a little bit to like get into it but then you just like love the characters and like dynamics there's good character development there's a lot of action a lot of karate scenes like it's just it's just great (laughs) I love that I love that (laughs) um what's the last thing you researched obsessively um, I spent a long time researching brown boots last night. And then <laughs> other than Love. that, uh, probably what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, just like figuring out the best structures for team members, like contractor yeah. versus employee and like pay structures and like those types of things. So yeah. please yeah. share your findings. <laughs> <laughs> <For real. laughs> um, what are you most looking forward to right now? Um, Probably our CU team retreat at the end of the month. I feel like we'd been like planning to do it for a while. And then we ended up doing a, another shoot in August. And then I switched the location on everyone. <laughs> and like, but we found these two really cute Airbnbs. And I'm just like so excited to have like in real life time with everyone and hang out. So and fun. one of my best friends that I've met in the online space, Brooke from the Blair House, is oh, yeah. coming the weekend before. So it'll be her first time in Virginia beach. First time actually meeting my husband. And we've been like super close, like kind of like you guys we've been oh, super yeah, close yeah. for like over two years now. And she hasn't like met my husband yet, but I feel like they yeah. know. So yeah. oh, I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. So yeah. Is your team mostly like, are they mostly East coast or local to you? I know like your um, operations manager is in your same town, right? Yes. Only Hannah is local. Otherwise, New York, Chicago, Tennessee, Colorado. Oh gosh. All over. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where are y'all going for the retreat? That's so uh, cool. We're going to Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, which is okay. actually where my Ooh. first photo shoot was, where my bachelorette weekend was. It's like four hours from Virginia Beach, but yeah. um, they have these really cute, a really cute brand of Airbnbs. I think they have like four properties now that I've just always wanted to stay in. And so we were going to do a big city thing, but then I was like, well, we're all going to end up in hotels and it's going to be hard to spend quality time. And everyone's going to be like cabbing around. So I was like, nope, yeah. <laughs> we're all going safe. to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I love, love it. That. Oh, that'll be so fun. Yeah. I love that. One of my best friends just moved to North Carolina. So we're planning a trip for March to go there. So it's great. Love it. It's, you know, Virginia's neighbor. So it feels like a second home. We have family yeah. in North Carolina. So we love it. Love it. Well, Caitlin, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. Um, on Instagram is our most active channel, just at copy and corked. And then the website, copyandcorked.com. You can find free resources, programs, services. Um, you can join our newsletter. It's called the copy crew. And we do a monthly newsletter called weekend wine and words that shares a little bit of everything. Oh, love love that. Well, thank I love you that so newsletter. For thank coming you. On. I appreciate that. Um, we have had the best time with you and I'm now ready to rebrand my entire business. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, you guys are both uh, amazing and have just been such fun follows like for me and just feel like people that I 
no in the online space that I've never met you know so it's really yeah this is so fun we would love to have you back on again and thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week bye